Well, for the first time since COVID, I guess, happened, <laughs> and Jim and I stopped recording in studio, um, I actually had someone come in and record with me. Uh, I can't wait for you to meet them. And uh, after we have a couple laughs, uh, we actually talk of a kind of serious subject uh, all over the map um, kind of thing because there's so much to talk about. And this is actually part one. So it's a long one. I hope you enjoy. Please let me know what you think. Brendan at dadsww.com. Hit Jim up, Jim at dadsww.com. Or hate mail at dadsww.com. But if you hate this episode, you're a Nazi. So thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, Research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And I'm the mystery guest. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know how much of a mystery guest you are. I'll give you I'll give you one guess who I'm not. Brendan. <laughs> that is correct. You got it. I should have gave you seven guesses. Yes, yes. So we could have we could have pushed this on a little bit longer. Maybe a little bit further. <laughs> yep. More of a joke. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Great show. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for coming back, folks. Hate mail at dadsww.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is our, this is the first, uh, in-studio guest, I think, since COVID. Since, really? Yeah, since we ex on the basement, uh, mm-hmm. your, your mom's basement, uh, yeah. uh, recording. So, uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, this is Jim. Yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> he was, he was on a little vacation. Yeah. For about a year and a half. So. It's nice that you've been doing this for a year now. Yeah. Yeah, just a year. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing. My phone's buzzing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, you know, I've been it's been busy. You know, with work and I've been trying to read a book, and so I've been I, real I, busy. I work. <laughs> well, it's the book that's taking up most of my time. Gosh. Trying to trying to get through it. Taking one word at a time. Yeah. Yep. Just baby stepping it. (laughs) It's working out. Yeah. It's working out. I can tell. I feel like you're smarter. Yeah, I know I am. Yeah. I'm I'm extremely good. So how long have you been reading the dictionary? (laughs) (laughs) So you're on G's. Uh, Yep. 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 Now life is crazy. You know how it is. I do. I do. You know, you, you do a, a startup business and, you know, you have a baby in the same year and things just get impossible. But yeah, <laughs> they do. They Almost do. four years later, I finally got 10 minutes of free time. So it's perfect. Yeah. It's going to be a really quick episode. <laughs> yep. <folks>. Yep. <laughs> we're just going to nail this one, be done with it. Uh, yeah. I, I just got one story before we really get into the, uh, the, uh, the the subject at hand but Mm -hmm. uh so so you know jackson's been homeschooling yeah so this year he said he want to go back to school 
So he's been going to school for band, you know, and music and yeah. that type of stuff. And he's really enjoying it. He's enjoying, you know, me, you know, finally actually like interacting with kids, right. and, you know, other than his brother and his little sister. And so uh, he said, yeah, I want to I go back to school. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, and then I'm like, well, it's also like I try to explain to him, like, you're going to lose. Like we get a certain amount of scholarship money that allows him to do really fun things, extracurricular that we can't afford. Right. Otherwise. Right. So, uh, he's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Um, didn't think much of it until, uh, one of his friends said she might be moving away. Oh, and then Jamie asked him, so you still want to go to school? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> He's 10. Yeah. He's 10. Yeah. He's already got the hots for a girl. And he was willing to change his life for her to spend more time with her. Did he, he, did he meet her in band? Must have met her in band, right? It had to have been one of the extracurricular uh, things. That I don't know how he, how, how he met her, but we... Uh, yeah, I guess it must have been in school. Yeah. That's that's crazy. But I, we've spent time with their family. They're very nice. Um, minus her father. But, yeah, uh, um, no, comment, <laughs> no comment on that guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah. So now they're not moving, so now he wants to go back to so school. So he wants to go back to school. <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I'm, like, 10 years old. He's already... Thinking with the wrong brain, right? <laughs> the wrong head. <laughs> he's 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 already like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care what the consequences are. I'm definitely gonna go hang out with her more. So that you have hung out with the family and everything. So how do they? Yeah, her mom's how do they great. Interact and they're they're together? Oh yeah, they're flirty. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She would if they were older. She would make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she's wild. I love her. She's very sweet. She's very nice. She's very nice. But she's very like obviously um, strong-willed. Yeah. And uh, so she did the uh, uh, she did the lip sync contests. Yeah. And she did it alone, like on stage alone, doing her thing. She did a great job. Very proud of her. Well, I'm I'm but, proud of her already. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it, yeah. Like I said, if they were sixteen, I'd be I'd be a little nervous. Does we'd have to have the you know don't be a fool, wrap your tool, right. talk. You know? Yes, yeah. Does Jackson know the uh, historical significance of the lip sync uh, contest? I don't. I'm. I think we may have talked about talked it? about it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Those VCR tapes are lost in uh, the annals of history. Yeah, I, right? I would have no idea where to even. My mother, though, <laughs> well, probably has too. them. I know. She I probably know. has them I hidden know. somewhere. There's a box I need to burn somewhere, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What were you thinking? I don't know. Yeah. So what? Did, now, so speaking of the talk, so like, where, where are you and Jamie at with that? Like, what's going to be your approach? So Maxwell and I went snowboarding and on a Friday, uh, like a special event uh, type thing for my work. They, so they, they kind of, uh, they didn't sponsor, sponsor it, but they paid for us to go. So uh, that was the day that Jamie had the talk with Jackson about okay. how the birds and the bees work. Yep. Um, she said that he sunk into the couch 
and he was extremely embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Is that when we have to talk at ten it, years old? I don't. I didn't have a talk. My parents just made me read no, a book in school. And, like in school. Like oh yeah, your mom was. She was yeah. just instrument instrumental mm. with her pamphlets. Yeah, like pamphlets. They, were just, and, they would magically appear mm-hmm. uh, in the morning. We had two books we had to read. Um, What's happening to me? And where did I come from? And everybody poops. Yep. Yep. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening to me? Where did I come from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, 10. I guess, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Did he, did he admit to knowing any of it already? I, no. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I don't think he did. I like that. Still young. He right. doesn't have, he doesn't have, well, I mean, I, you know, I, he can only search so much right. on his computer, but I don't even know like why he did even think of like yeah searching that. Well, uh, Genevieve told me the other day that she wanted a baby in her belly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Izzy's getting married. Yeah. She tried on a bunch of dresses. Oh, nice. Uh, because my cousin is now getting married. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Anna. Uh, yes, I, I saw know, that online. I know she's not listening to this at all and probably never no. will. Um, but uh, congratulations. Yeah. So so she's getting married. Uh, very happy for her. And uh, so Jamie told Izzy. Now Izzy tried on every dress that ha- she has yeah. and decided that she is going to be a bride. It's so funny, you know, because obviously Izzy and G are the same age. But uh, yeah. G... Um, uh, uh, my wife and the teenager uh, had a big cheer competition yesterday and they all got flowers after oh, yeah, yeah. and so uh, G and I were going back to the truck and we were carrying the flowers and G was holding them and then she gave them to me and so I could hold them so she could do jumps and then she goes oh and by the way I, I just married you <laughs> <laughs> by giving you flowers yep. Yep. that's all it takes yep, that was it oh man yep. I've been married a lot yeah <laughs> Uh, that's awesome yeah. so but no our neighbor is um pregnant so she sees yeah yeah but so she told us that she wanted a baby in her belly and that the baby could stay in her room she would share all of her toys <laughs> with it and she would take really good care of it that's what you say now and she also in the same breath asked for a cat and she hates cats so we're like <laughs> well this is also let's put this into perspective <laughs> 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 uh. yeah. i've started a uh like anytime the kid makes a, anytime any one of the kids makes a really bad decision i'm like i i i do the yeah they should be picking their gender yeah. type thing that's 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 as yeah. soon as they, like i see them knuckled you know two knuckles deep in their right nostril and ready to eat it right yeah, they should be picking that. They should yeah. be picking that too. So that that's that's just been my thing lately. We laugh at that. So um, we we were uh, I was driving her to school one morning, and it's it's a three minute ride. But you'd be amazed at how much we get through in conversation in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so we're getting there, and she realized that she had forgot to move her blanket because she still has her favorite blanket. Yeah. From her bed to the couch, she likes oh to put God. it on the couch, so it'll be on the couch when she gets home. What is she gonna do? <laughs> So I'm like, well, do you want to call mommy and ask mommy to move it for you? And she said, yeah. So I put her on the truck phone. And, of course, Jess answered. And Genevieve goes, hey, babe, (laughs) can you move my blanket to the couch? Hey, babe. (laughs) Yep. 
She's hilarious. <laughs> I, just like, I was like, what the heck? Where did that even come from? <laughs> uh, yeah, she started calling me big guy. Yep. She calls, calls, uh, big guy. calls my wife, Jamie, Kathy. Yep. Uh, she, was causing, she was calling Izzy Lucy for a little while. Cindy. Cindy, that's right. Cindy, Cindy. Cindy sorry, my bad. Our, our um, friends Liz and Eric. Yeah, yeah. She calls Liz Liz, but then she calls Eric uh, Liz's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which he loves. He must love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, this is great. This is just comedy gold right here. Uh, the stuff uh, she comes out she with is just hilarious. cracks us up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then she came here today, uh, and uh, she says, I forget what, what, what happened, but she said, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, that's what life with a teenager, a teenager in yeah. the house is yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. Luckily, Cameron doesn't swear in the house. She, we, we can't even get her to say basic words <laughs> <laughs> to you at all. Genevieve says uh, "penis" and "vagina" more than we can get Cam to say it because we always try to trick her into saying it because she's so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Turns red face. <laughs> yep. Nice. Uh, but so she, you know, but so holy crap is like the extent of what, um, you know, the seventeen-year-old will say. It's just there's a lot of attitude along with it, which. Genevieve also picks up on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we get that too. Yeah. Little snottiness. <laughs> yeah. The eye, the, eye rolling. <laughs> yeah. That's that, the last time Jackson was in school, he came home and he was calling me bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is not going to fly. You better knock it off. Yeah. So, he, he was getting some attitude. So, I'm not looking forward to him going to school next year, but it's going to happen. So, um, but yeah, the attitude. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't do well with we it. We do that. We get the bro and the girl. Uh, I'm like, you know, it's fine if you want to use those words, but, you know, you call me bro and call your mother girl instead of calling her bro and me girl. <laughs> let's at least just, you know, get if, if that's the terminology you're going to use, let's just straighten it out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, um, all right. So a year of a startup, well, two, two years of a startup, um, busy working, reading a book. One word at a time. Yes. But yeah. also dealing with other stuff, which is one of the reasons. We're picking a pretty deep subject uh, yeah. to come back on. I told John Svedezi last night that you were coming back for an episode. He was very, very excited. He said he might actually listen to this one. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, uh, hey, John. Uh, and uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. You know, I, I guess we can say... All of our listener is it's, now John. It's now John. Yeah, yeah. 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 After the last night's episode with Basement Dad's Pod, mm-hmm. uh, I think his wife is going to disown me. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So that, <laughs> we that's talked probably about, the last. We talked episode. about religion. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he. Yeah. 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 So all right. So we, we're we're uh, the the deep subject. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's it is it's kind of um, a a little journey that I'm on. And uh, part of that is just me being able to, I guess, number one, accept everything that's happening and then kind of move forward. But, you know, since I was, I don't even know how to start this. So this was, this was very challenging for me. I think I told you that. Of course. Um, And this has been, I mean, I think I pitched this idea to you couple months ago and i'm was still dragging my feet with it and as a matter of fact i still wasn't you kind of put the pressure on me today yeah Yeah, he's like well you know no one's here to watch g so i'm like 
No, Jamie's watching G. We're yeah. going to come downstairs so and do I'm a recording. Kind of dragging my feet with it. But anyway, so I, I have chronic kidney disease. I've had it since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's coming to a point now where, um, you know, it's evolved and escalated and the kidneys are, you know, finally uh, tired and done. And that brings on a whole new journey of, you know, dialysis and... Um, transplant and all kinds of medical workups and you know you would think uh for having something for the whole uh majority of your life you'd be ready for that but i found that i i wasn't you know um so long story we'll go back i guess we can we can start from the beginning yeah so uh when i was 13 uh, and I don't even think doctors' offices do this anymore. But you used to go to, for your yearly physical, and you'd pee right in a cup, cup right there, yeah. and they'd put the dipstick in right there, and they'd match the colors up just like you were testing the chlorine in your pool. And um, they just noticed that my urine had a high level of protein. protein. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, they just said, "Why don't we're just going to send you to a specialist and have them check it out." So at 13, the process started, and that's when they that's when they figured out, uh, and they were just calling it um, protein urea at that time, so just high levels of protein. They weren't calling it kidney disease or anything like that. So for years and years through all of my teenage, I would go to see this specialist one, once a year, maybe twice a year, and all that we would do was these 24-hour urine catches. So they'd give me a big jug, would have to keep it in the fridge. Whenever you came to my house and opened the fridge, you'd usually see like a red jug in there, and it was my pee. <laughs> and I would have to pee in this for 24 hours. Wait, that was... that? Yeah, did you... Uh, that was not lemonade. <laughs> no wonder you didn't want to eat over. The water on that side of town is awful. <laughs> Actually, it's probably better than the tub water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little saltier, but yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so we, you know, we did that for years and years and years and years, and um, nothing ever. So, was it ever progressive? Like, was it progressing while you were younger, or was it just? Uh, did it stay constant throughout your younger years? Uh, yeah, so that's that's where the tricky part comes in. I don't know like how fast it was progressing because uh, through my teenage years, that's all we did. Like they didn't. Oh, so they didn't really know what percentage your kidneys were filtering. No, at that we point, never yeah. did GFI or blood work, and it was just always they were just always just looking at those protein levels. Yeah. Um, and then you know I turned whatever nineteen, and when you're nineteen, you know you don't go to the doctors, you know. You just well, I, so I remember. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, we, you wanted to go into the military or yep. be a police officer, and yep. I remember that being a big yeah. So block. Well, we were doing it together. You yeah. know, that was the plan was to do something together in yeah. high school, and um, uh, you know, I was always the rash decision maker, and I'm like, I'm going in the army, and you're like, well, let's look into this. <laughs> You know, let's I had an army recruiter come to my house. What do you mean? Right. Like, <laughs> uh, so, Jim sent me. Yeah, <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, this guy's doing it too. He just head, head up just the head north. Yeah. yeah. According to my father, it's 70 miles up there, but it's really not. <laughs> Jesus. It's really not. It's just right up the street. <laughs> like a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did. I I signed up uh, or started working with a uh, an army recruiter, and. Um, you know, we, we started doing some things, and I was very honest with them about it. And, you, you know, the Army was like, all right, well, you know, let's, can if you can sign out some 
paperwork. We'll run it through our medical teams and they'll yep. look at it. And it came back um, that, you know, the levels were too high. Uh, um, so then, you know, I went to the Marines after uh, I got that news from them. Um, well, I went to all, I went, I didn't, the only one I didn't actually physically contact was the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah, they probably would have taken yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but I did that at, at the, at the, at the uh, feedback from the Marine recruiter. Yeah. Um, but I did contact uh, the Navy and the Air Force. And it's funny, they, the Navy, the Air Force, they were all like, well, if the Army is disqualifying you, we're not even going to waste our time. Yeah. The Marines at least took the time to you look, know, at, it. look at it and yeah. send it to their medical team. But they had the same conclusion. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't give up on it because that was really, we started that process, I think, our junior year of high school. Yep. Um, so in the senior year uh, of high school, uh, the recruiter reapproached me and said some of their medical standards had changed, and he thought he was going to be able to get me through. So again, we re-signed out all new new paperwork that had you know another year's worth of paperwork, and we submitted that, and everything looked good. I went and took my ASVAB, um, and it was literally I think maybe two weeks before I was supposed to go swear in. And he called and said, uh, "Yeah, they um, they're denying it based off of your kidney function levels." So Jesus, all that and finally, <laughs> yeah, I thought I was in right, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's it was challenging, right? Because I was that's what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to go and serve our country. And yeah. That was that was my, uh, uh, and so, and I wish I was just telling someone this the other day. I'm like, I really wish I would have kept this because not only did it, it, you know, it come back and they said no. But I actually got a letter from the Pentagon saying, stop, stop trying to enlist in the armed services. We reviewed this your medical information. You are permanently disqualified from every branch of the. Yeah. Holy Mac. Yeah. I didn't know about yeah. this letter. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I'm kicking myself, you know, 20 yeah, something years later. Because I'm like, I should have kept that. Yeah, that's know? pretty cool. Right. But it was depressing yeah, it was, at the I, time. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably not, uh, it, not right. awesome at the time. It was so. not awesome at the yeah, time. Yeah. No. Because every time in the. See, the, I don't know if you remember this, but all the armed services used to send you uh, little postcards in the mail. Oh, yeah, of course. And if you signed up, they would send you something free, yeah. <laughs> like a pair of socks, like uh, army socks <laughs> and whatnot. So, like, I was constantly signing up to get all this free stuff. <laughs> so, my you name know, was, like, constantly going out yeah, to all know, these recruiters. Yeah, you know, and by then, the recruiter's just like, oh, it's him again. Send yep. him. Just send him just the send socks. Just send him the socks. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Can you uh, just, whatever yeah. we have in the closet, right. in the swag closet, just send them send all it of it, it yeah. all of it, and yeah. just stop sending them a postcard. I, I had lanyards, <laughs> I had whatever else you had back in the nineties. You know, I had it. So, uh, yeah. So that was that. So that, um, and then you know, kind of like graduated high school, and then I'm on my own. You know, I had to get a. I didn't take the classes I needed to take in high school to go to college because my plan wasn't to go to college; it yeah. was to go yeah. into the military. Yeah. So last minute, last, last minute senior year, I applied to Johnson and Wales University. Yep. And I got accepted, but um, because it was last minute, I had missed any deadlines for scholarships and any of, any of that stuff. So like my parents were great about it. They're like, we went down and toured, but you know, they didn't have the money yeah. to send yeah. me to school, yeah. you know? So I had to just join the workforce. Um, and that's what I did. And then, you know, I, I just, I didn't go to the doctors for years because I think that's just what yeah, I think that's guys what in their early 20s do, do yeah, right? Yeah, 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 They're yeah. not going to the doctors. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, uh, to most people that uh, as long as they don't, they're not hurting or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. They just don't, no. they don't bother. Yeah. Most young people don't. Right. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, in the, in the mid two thousands, I started working for the Y and I transferred down to, um, Florida. Florida. Yeah. And that's, I, the, that's the YMCA people. Yeah. YMCA. Yeah. Yep. And I had an, I got an ear infection down. I was in and out of the pools like three times a day and I ended up getting an ear infection one time. So I was at the doctors for that and. It was the first time. It was like a walk-in thing. So yep. they did like they're like, all right, we want to take your pee, and you know, and then they're like, well, you have a a lot of protein in your urine. I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it happens. It's, yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, but it, it's, it's like not, not. it's like really high. <laughs> and they're like, you mind if we do some blood work? And I'm like, yeah, go go ahead, whatever. So they did the, some blood work, and they noticed that my creatinine level was. Uh, raised raised very yeah. high and um so they're like we're gonna send you um we're gonna give you a referral to um a specialist a kidney specialist and right out right the minute it came out of his mouth i'm like ah, i don't want to do it and they're like well why not i'm like because i did it for years and all they did was just have me do these stupid 24-hour catches and nothing happened and the guy's like i'll be right back and this was just like a fresh young doctor and he came back in the room he's like i called the clinic i spoke with the the kidney specialist he wants you to come in for a consult he's going to look at the stuff i said he said he's probably going to do more blood work with you but he did agree to do an ultrasound and then based off of the results of the ultrasound he'll determine whether or not you should do a kidney biopsy or not yeah and so i'm like all right well that's already more way more yeah. way more than i've ever had so we did the ultrasound and clearly, uh, they saw something yep. off with the kidneys. So he sent me in for a kidney biopsy, and basically it was a uh, MRI biopsy. It was a very surreal experience. An MRI biopsy? Yep. I've never heard of it. So they, a thing. they brought me into a room, and they had me laying on my stomach. And uh, so they then, you know, the big MRI. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah, yeah. maybe CAT scan or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. So, um, magnetic resonance yeah. imaging. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they gave me a local anesthetic in my back. And uh, it wasn't bad. It was just like a little shot, whatever. And then the nurse goes, all right, you're going to want to hold my hand for this. I'm like, is this the, the, the is this, what is this? Is this the bio? She's like, no, no, this is a deep tissue anesthetic. She goes, it's a needle, but they're going to go deeper. And and then she goes, just hold my hand. That was the most painful thing <laughs> I have ever felt in my life. Oh my them God. going deep, deep into your tissue with some, you know, because, you know, that whatever they use, that anesthetic anyway, burns anyway, even yeah. on the surface, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she goes, that, and really, this is going to be the worst part. And then they showed me the needle they put in. The thing was at least 12 inches long. Oh, my God. I'm shaking right now. And I'm like, what do you mean that was the worst part? Look at this. This thing is 12 inches long, and it's huge because they they put the biopsy tool down through the center of it. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you won't feel it. And so I felt them pressing on my skin with, like, their fingers. Yeah. And the guy goes, all right, the needle's in. Get him under the machine. And I looked down, and this thing's sticking out of the back. I didn't feel it go in at all. <laughs> I did not feel it go in at all. So they put me in, and they took, I think, three three samples off the kidney. There was my right side. I asked if they had to do both sides. They said they only need to do one side because yeah. the kidneys work in unison. Yeah. Um, and it came back. Uh, you know, they're like, they gave me an immediate um, um, diagnosis 
and they called it FSGS, which is focal segmental glomular sclerosis. And basically what that meant was um, the glomular lie that the blood travels through in your kidneys to filter the to blood. clean it out, yeah. Um, uh, were bleeding themselves and just, they were bleeding and then they were turning into scar tissue. Oh, Jesus. So she, he said, your, your kidneys are basically like two little balls of scar tissue. But you had func- I had function left. Yeah. I probably had 70% function left in them. And I'm like, all right, so what's the plan? And he's like, well, we could give you um, a steroid as a, as a, a reasonable um, treatment for this. He said, but where you still have such a high level of function to them, you would only really reap the negative benefits of the drug. So I yeah. don't even want to give it. So he said, we're going to just control this with diet, which, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, really maintaining your blood pressure really low. So what did he recommend for diet? Just low sodium. Really? Just That's low it? Sodium just low diet. sodium? Yep. So he knows nothing of nutrition is what you're telling yeah. me. So low, so I was under 2000 milligrams a day. I was supposed to stay. So Yeah. I mean, cause you can get some really shitty food that has low sodium. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, just diet. That's the, and that was supposed to do what? Just prolong. Uh, so yeah. Cause just, this is inevitable, right? Like this, right. The, so is yeah. So it was just to to put the uh, the least amount of strain on your kidneys possible. So you know the other thing uh, that they did was immediately was I could never take uh, NSAIDs or ibuprofen again because mm. those okay. those get filtered through your kidneys yeah. and are very hard. They also talked about vitamins. They said vitamins can be very like so. I'm like, should I be taking like a multivitamin, like a men's daily? And they're like, nope. Those those can be very hard on your kidneys as well. So interesting. Uh, so I didn't take, I didn't take vitamins. Um, so, ne- but you know, medic medicine has come a long way. Yeah. And so now they have kidney, um, like vitamins, and kid- stuff like vitamins that. specific kid- for people friend- with friendly yeah. vitamins. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's um, good. I have, and actually my, my new nephrologist told me that it's cheaper to get them out of Canada because they're expensive, of course, because they're new of right? course, and yeah. people need them. So yeah. they're yeah. going to be ridiculously yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just started on a regiment of, um, uh, a, bl- a blood pressure medicine, which I had high blood pressure anyway. I think I got from my father's side of the family, so yeah. it was working anyway. Um, and then I stayed there for a long time. So the, really the extent of my uh, kidney disease treatment was literally one visit a year with some blood work. Yeah. And then they would look at my levels, and I maintained for a long time. Then when I moved back up here... Um, to Massachusetts, I got hooked up. I had to change, obviously, my doctors. So I went to UMass in Worcester, and I got hooked up there. And um, I at first I had um, like a resident. You know, I was a new 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 patient. I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they I gave remember. me they gave me a resident doctor, and I saw him maybe twice before the new head of nephrology came in, and she took my case immediately. Yeah. Um, and she called me in, and uh, she's like, I I I took your case because you know, first of all, I'm the new head of this department and I was uh, reviewing it and it doesn't make sense to me. And so she asked me to explain everything that I basically just explained to you here, how yeah. I came to, um, you know, the diagnoses I had, the treatments that I'm on and whatnot. 
so I she sat and listened and I explained the whole thing and she's like, all right, so I, I don't believe it. I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't believe it? I'm like, the lab work, I mean, I can't have gotten bad lab work for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like one test, maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, but the other. She's like, no, no, I definitely think there's something going on with your kidneys. I just don't believe the diagnosis you got. She said, because someone with your diagnosis would be presenting much differently. Well, you would be declining year after year, right? It would be your lab. She said, your labs are, are, are perfect with the exception of your kidney function. She said, you wouldn't, that wouldn't be the case if you had that diagnosis and you actually had that. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that specific kidney disease. disease. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, if you don't mind, I would like to request all of the pathology reports, all of the notes from the uh you know, nephrologist in, in Florida. Um, so I can review those cause they didn't have them at the time. Yep. I'm like, well, yeah, that's just, that just seems reasonable, reasonable. Yeah. Right. And she said, and also I'd like to, um, blind send these to a colleague of mine at the Mayo clinic and just let them look at it. And I'm going to say, look at these and tell me what you think. And I'm not going to give them any backstory. I'm like, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> as long yeah, as it's not going to awesome. cost me anything. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> right. So, and so I was immediately impressed with her at that moment because, you know, I felt yeah. like she was taking a vested interest in Absolutely. my health. Right. Yeah. And she was, she was essentially getting a second opinion for me without me having yeah. to ask. I mean, it's really so, good to hear because yeah. I'll tell you, I, uh, what my family went through with UMass, uh, I was not impressed. Yeah. So I'm glad their nephrology department's a little better than yeah. their emergency intensive care unit. <laughs> and yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe we just had a bad go of it, but, right. um, but yeah, I'm glad to hear that. No, I've been very like, happy with yeah. them so far. Yeah. Um, so she sent it out and, you know, I didn't hear from her for like six months and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't you know, I don't know how these things work. And yeah. Do I call you? Do I, you right. Call you know, me. like how do, how do I call a doctor? And even then like these, the online, my charts and things like that didn't even exist yet. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's not like I could hop on the computer and just e email my doctor. Yeah. Right. You would yeah. like, how do you call a doctor? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the phone, know these Jim. things, you know? Um, so she ended up calling me uh which again impressed me because she called me not a nurse yeah uh and we sat on the phone for like 45 minutes which is like unheard of yeah with a doctor especially a doctor that just took over a massive yeah. department yeah I'm sure has a <laughs> lot to she's do. the head of the department right yeah. and so um she's like yep um so we don't think you have the fsgf we think you just have chronic kidney disease with a secondary of FSGS. And I'm like, all right, well, all right, thank you. Uh, now tell me what that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So where do we go from here? Right. Yeah. So her diagnosis and the uh, Mayo Clinic had the same, same um, idea of what happened. And that was that uh, I had some sickness or illness event, as a child event, yeah. that went undiagnosed or uncaught and it, it internally attacked the kidneys. Now fast forward 20 years later, they're, they're starting to learn that strep throat gone untreated can affect, start affecting your internal organs. Yeah. So that could have been a thing, right? Cause I asked my, you know, yeah. most kids get strep at least once or twice, Yeah. you know, um, 
But other than having the chicken pox and getting food poisoning once, I was otherwise a healthy kid. Yep. No major illnesses. Yeah, the flu occasionally, a cold, whatever. Cold, yeah, common yeah, cold, yeah. flu, right. Probably strep. Yeah. You know, but we didn't think of that because it's a common it's a common thing that kids can get. Yeah, of course. Um, so they said that you probably had something that went un, undiagnosed and it attacked your kidneys and it was a one-time thing um, and that this is just going to be your kidney function. And I'm like, oh, so my, this is just going to be my kidney function. And she's like, well, I mean, as you get older, your kidneys, will, you, any organ, any person, as yeah, you get declines. older, start to decline. Yeah. So that's gonna, it is going to be an issue for you because you've already been attacked and your, your function is, is compromised And then as you get older. So I'm like, all right. Well, but, you know, at 26 years old, you know, that's... That's like light, light years away. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, can we wrap this up? I'm going to the bar tonight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got beers to drink. Right, right, right. <sighs> so again, so, you know, from that point on, it was uh, once a year, monitor my blood pressure, uh, blood work once a year for kidney function, and, and, and a visit, and my visits were usually like 10 minutes long. I waited longer for the doctor to get into the room then. Yeah. Because she would come in, she'd be like, all right, your creatinine levels are, are stable. Your GFR, which is your uh, glomular f filtration rate, which is your kidney function, is is stable. Uh, you know, it was in the uh, high 40s is where I was at the time. And for years I stayed there. Yeah. And then um, uh, in the past, uh, I would say maybe two years, we started to see a creep. Yeah, it started creeping down, and so I was in stage three. There's five stages to kidney failure. One stage one is normal kidney function, and then it goes down to stage five, where you're below a 15 GFR, and you require dialysis, and you you know, get a transplant. But I was stage three forever, for years and years and years and years. And then it started to creep down, and I was kind of teetering on that line between three and four. And I was always told that there's like a margin of error of three points. Like your kidney function will fluctuate. Yep. And then, um, and then something strange happened just this year is, uh, the blood pressure medicine that I had been taking for 20 years, ever forever yeah. stopped working. And I was taking a lisinopril, which is not great for your kidneys anyway, but, nope. Um, my dad was taking the same yep. thing. Yep. Uh, but they did it strategically because they needed it for my blood pressure side and, and where I was stable on the kidney side. They're like, all right. So, you know, uh, but my blood pressure started creeping up to ridiculous levels. Yeah. And like, I'd be going to bed. I'd be tell, tell my wife every night I'd be going to bed. I'm like, oh, my fucking, my head's killing me. I got headaches, bad headaches every night. And so I ended up getting the blood pressure machine and I was tracking my blood pressure machine. You know, I'm talking like ridiculous numbers. Like my bottom number was like 125, Holy 130. And my crap. top numbers were almost in the 200, like, Holy like stroke, shit. stroke yeah. level numbers. Yeah. And so, you know, I went to the nephrologist for my, my visit. And um, at this point we had already gone to like every six months. So I was going twice a year, which yeah. is still not a, not a ton for a ton. where your functions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, all right, so we're going to have to change your blood pressure medicine. And so she put me on a new one. And she said, I'm going to see you in six weeks. And in six weeks, um, my kidney function plummeted oh, with this medicine. 
And I'm like, so she stopped it. She's like, there was a chance it could have happened, you know, but this was like the next, so she, we tried a different one and then my, 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 my kidney function stabilized, but it dropped me into stage five. Jesus. So right now my, my, um, my kidney function is around 14, 15. So I'm like just, just in that stage, but, but that, you know, stage five means, a lot of things. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening now. Yeah, uh, that weren't happening before. That are are adjusting. It, uh, happening quick. Adjustment. Happening quick. Happens yeah. quick, and it happens. Um, and it's it's um, it's challenging, you know, when you're trying to raise, you know, a, a baby, <laughs> and you have all these things uh, going on. And um, yeah, I mean, you you're you're now having to enter dialysis into your life, which is. You know, for, I mean, for those people who don't know, dialysis is not a, it's not a quick event. No. You know, you the point you have to either go in. Yeah. And what is it, three or four hours? Yeah. In, 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 or you do it at home and it's 12 hours. Right. You know, up to 12 hours. It can be shorter depending on the machine that you get. But then, yeah, I mean, that's upending your life. So even, even, even before we, you know, we get, we get into this dialysis as a, a, a massive life changing um, yeah, and, and not just for me; it's the whole family. The whole family, is yeah. Gonna have to make adjustments. Um, you know, my energy level. Yep. By two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm done. You know, spent. I, I'm spent. You know, and so now I, it's just basically I've been able to work, and now I come home and I just have zero energy, and we have a four year old. So. Yeah, <laughs> they don't require that much, right? Energy. And good. so I'm, you know, I'm feeling, you know, like you know, I'm struggling to like play with her and you know so i'm having to adjust how i do that and i'm like all right let's if we're gonna color let's sit right here on the couch and we'll color you know i can't and you know i just built that swing set for her in the backyard and that's um you know summertime's coming but it's gonna be really be me out there you know trying to keep up with her yeah and she's all over the place so so that's a that's for you know mental health wise that's been challenging i I can't imagine yeah right um uh my uh, diet is is so messed up. So I'll have a good eating day. I'll eat fine, just like nothing, and then I, maybe I won't eat for two days. Yeah, and that's because my kidneys aren't aren't filtering. So it's just like weighing you down and bogging you down, and that's part of the energy thing too. Yeah. Um. And then you know, so now and then there's weight gain, right? Because my body is. Uh, I'm not eating, but I'm like gaining weight because my body's retaining fluid. Fluid, yeah, right, yeah. So I'm dealing yeah. with that because it's not filtering as right. well. So yeah, right, yeah. So it, so there's like a lot of these little things. So it, all of which, from what I've read and and from the uh, educational uh, seminars I've been through uh, in training, limited trainings, we got more coming. But the dialysis should should help level out, right? Because they're going to actually be my kidneys. Yeah. So there were some big, uh, big decisions. So right now my nephrologist is leaving it up to me. Um, technically I could go on dialysis right now. She said, but where you're still active and you're not having any issues urinating and you still are eating kind of stable, you're stable. Um, you know, let's just hold off, you know, let's let it, let's let, let's see how long we can go. Uh, I see her every six weeks now. So that's a a massive adjustment, right? Um, 
because it was just once a year. So now, like, yeah. you know, with work. Well, you do six you know, months and then every six weeks. Right. Then, so yeah. now, you know, at work, I'd be like, hey, every six weeks, uh, I got to take time to go go to the doctor. But right? see, if any work values you, yeah. which we've, we've talked about your yeah. work for part, but if any work values you, then they would want you to be healthy. They want you to see your doctor. So you right. would, yes, they, and would, I'm they would understand. I'm lucky you know. enough that... Um, my job is flexible enough to yeah. allow me that. So, yeah. um, the other thing, um, you know, and I talked briefly about it, but you know, this was, you know, something that I've done by myself for a long time. Jim's a very private person yeah. when it comes to some things. Like yeah. he'll joke about his wife, his relationship with his wife yeah. and he'll talk about his kids. He'll talk about certain things, but, yeah. um, yeah, people ask me questions about it and I've just said, you're gonna have to talk to Jim, but he's probably not gonna tell you. Right. I'm not no. gonna lie to you. <laughs> like, no. like, so Jim's a very private person. So for him to come on the show, talk about this type of thing, when we did the hospital, we actually did a an episode about his, uh, you yeah. know, a hospital stay and that type of thing, you know, a while back. Um, this is this is you don't understand how big this is, all yeah. right, people. I don't. <laughs> you don't understand. So it's challenge, and the challenging part for me is is you don't want this to be. You know, I don't. I've never been the person to play victim. I'm not a victim and I don't want this to be an identity for me. It's just something I guess I'm going through. Yeah. Well, of course it doesn't have to be. I mean, if you, you know, I mean, unless you make yourself out that way. Right. But I don't think any, um, one of the things Jim messaged me, uh, is that he's like, I'm not doing this to garner sympathy. And I'm like, no, I don't think he's, I I don't think you are, but I think anyone who loves you and cares about you is going to be sympathetic towards you and not necessarily pity you, but want the best for you. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I mean, and you can't help what other people feel anyway, regardless of how you frame this conversation, you know, that's, it it is what it is. So So one of the things, so (laughs) this is, this is, so one of the things we had to go through. So I, I was saying I, I've been doing this by myself. Yeah. Um, all, but now you know I'm married, and I have a family. So um, a lot of these uh, changes in my life are, are going to affect the whole family. And so I've been bringing Jess in on um, a lot of my visits, so she can hear what the doctors are saying. Because right, you know, yeah, it's, it's important. Better yeah. to have another a second set of ears, and she might think of a she question. She thinks you of don't questions, think of, yeah. and yep. um, she often likes to throw me under the bus <laughs> at the doctors and says, "Well, he's not eating the way he should be," or you know. <laughs> I'm shocked. So, this is my shock. Did you see yeah, my shock face? Yeah, I'm so shocked. Yeah. Uh, so once you get to a GFR of under twenty, which is technically stage four. Because fifteen brings you into stage five, uh, you can start the process to get on a national transplant list. And part of that um, includes an evaluation process. You yeah. can't. It's not just okay. This is your number. You're going on a list. You have to go through a whole evaluation process, and you have to your whole medical history has to be reviewed uh, by a team of physicians and nurses, and they decide whether or not you're qualified or not to go on the list. So the the um, evaluation process took place in two two visits. The first visit I went to by myself because it was more of just a educational, like this is what you should expect, what expect yeah. over the next so many months. Yep. And then the second visit was uh, you, you meet your transplant team. And the transplant team consists of a nephrologist, a nutritionist, 
a social worker, um, and a surgeon. Um, and so you sit there in a room, and of course, my luck, the doctors had um, shadows from medical school that day. So, so there's like 20 people. In the so, room. <laughs> yeah. And like we just talked about how private I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah super uncomfortable for me. You can make them leave. <laughs> right. No. And I, and they did ask, they did ask. I was gonna everyone say, they that came ask. in and asked. Yeah. And I'm just but like, but you don't want to be what? the jerk that says, no, I really don't. Want right. There. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like my, I felt like my hands were tied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was just all these young medical students and they're just all staring at like, me like, please, <laughs> please, please let me stay. Right. Just like an EMT that, you know, just yeah. just gets their license and they can't yeah. wait to get on, on yeah. the rig and get to their first major trauma. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. Um, so we met with a nephrologist first. Oh, you meet with an infectious control too. That was the fifth one that I missed. So you meet with a nephrologist and this is a different nephrologist that your your regular one is. This is a, a transplant nephrologist. So he's the one that's going to work with you um, uh, pre-transplant and post-transplant with all your medications and, and your treatment. So they kind of take over. Uh, once once the transplant happens, they kind of take the, the custody of care over from the nephrologist I've been yep. seeing yep. all along. Uh, so we met with them, asked a a lot of questions you know he basically asked um the same questions that my current nephrologist asked when we first met like how did you get this and and they know it all right they just want to know if i'm delusional <laughs> how vested you are right if i if i know if like if, if my mental uh, understanding of the of what's going on is accurate or if i have made up some some weird things in my like that's what i i took out of it right that's that's the only reason i can imagine right, <laughs> that they want to make sure i really understand that it, what's happening. i guess that's what the so uh the uh social worker is for to make sure that you're mentally competent to get a kidney yeah so is that what it, that so is? we'll get to the social oh, sorry yeah, no, no. <laughs> i'm jumping the yeah gun. Jumping so we gun. we met with we met with the nephrologist um and we went over the medications i'm on and um he was actually the first one to kind of question the blood thinner I was on. And he's like, this most definitely could have been because of your kidneys, um, in which I got con conflicting. Your blood pressure medication is why your kidneys right. shot down. That's what he's that, saying. No, the, remember I was on a blood, cause I had the blood clots and I was on a blood thinner oh, and yeah, he was yeah. asking, and I, cause I had asked the blood doctor if, you know, my kidneys could have been, and she didn't think so, but he thought that it most likely probably could have. Could have been. Yeah. Um, so we went through all that. It was great, you know, to meet him, but very generic. Um, then the next person that comes in was the nutritionist and the nutritionist had a lot of great information, but it was all, um, it was all information that was really going to be more applicable post surgery, post surgery, like what to expect, you know, what your diet is going to look like and things like that. It's great to, great to know, you know, and they, and he said, you know, you I will be a nutritionist they're still there yeah. through that process. So we'll work together on the regular, on your diet and things like that. Cause it's important to note that post transplant, um, well pre transplant or during the transplant process, they completely remove your immune system. Just so they give you medication to completely eliminate that. And you're on that medication for the duration of a year. And they slowly, within that year, they slowly, wean you off but 
here's the big concern. So, um, so say I get a transplant tomorrow and I go home and Genevieve has a cold. That's it. I have to lock myself in the room because it could be deadly. Jesus. Yeah. So any sniffles or anything in the house, I have to quarantine myself or I have to go somewhere or they have to go somewhere. Oh my which God. We're not sending our four year old somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a big challenge. Absolutely. Post. And, yeah. and who knows how old she'll be when that actually happens, but yeah. it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be, yeah. Jess could get sick and I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'll see you in, see in a couple be- weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and vice versa, if you start feeling like you are getting something, you either need to go to the emergency room or call, and they're probably gonna they're probably gonna bring you in and admit you. Yeah, because it could be life threatening. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so then you meet uh, after the nutritionist. You meet. Um, you can meet with the social worker, and the social worker kind of goes through like they kind of touch on the financial end of it, like they, you know when they becomes time for the transplant they're going to look at your insurance uh but the minute that i go on dialysis i can go on mass health and i can go on medicaid or medicare yeah and then i keep i still keep my insurance so that mine is insurance b medicare is insurance a a medicare will cover up to 80 percent of my dialysis costs and then my my, my insurance B, which is the plan we keep, would cover the other 10%. So I, nothing is coming out of pocket. That's good. From what we've been told. Yeah. Um, and then you also talk about uh, mental health with your social worker, which is something I've been struggling with um, because it's a lot. It's a lot to go through, right? So yeah. some things that have been, you know, because I've, no, like I told you, like I've known I've had this since I was 13, and I think you, know, you would think one would be more prepared when the time came. But yeah, but it's, it's, still, really it's still out of sight, out of mind. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's your kidneys and right. you know that they're not functioning the way they should be, it's still out of sight, and out of no, mind. And there's no pain associated with yeah. it. You don't feel anything. Yeah. Literally, it was just a, a inconvenience once a year to go pay your $40 copay. <laughs> right? Get some blood tests right. and pee in a cup. Uh, you know, so some things, so they want you to see uh, uh, either a psychologist or, or a licensed counselor. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that. Uh, you know, because I've got all kinds of thoughts like, should I have even had a baby? You know, if I knew this was coming, you know, what kind of quality of life? You know, should I have gotten married? You know, things like that start start tumbling around in your brain and you're trying to work through them along yeah. with everything else. But, I, you know, if, if I was if I was someone suffering from depression which I probably have a mild case of it because of all this, but what, you know, and had thoughts of suicide and I was trying to get help. The system right now is awful because I have called, I can't even tell you how many people to get counseling services and they're either not accepting me because of my, the insurance we have yeah, or they're six to 12 months out for appointments. Jesus. And I'm like, what if I was like having a Truly serious like, mental yeah. breakdown yeah. right now? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but that's part of my all, all care. So, like, if I don't get this service going, you know, they could be like, "Well, he's not following his his, his transplant care plan, and so he's not taking this serious." So, like, this is really important for me, and I try to explain that to these people when I call them. Like, this is 
Yeah, like, really I important. Need like I need the service. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what? But I mean, what if you just sign up for it and it's six weeks out? Like, what if you just sign up for the first available appointment? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna you have, have to, to, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, but I've been calling because I've been trying to avoid well, it. But I'm gonna well, have to go. I back mean, that's that. something about our society: the fact that we're all so screwed up, and right. uh, and yeah, and it's and there's not enough therapists to take right. take care of the amount of people that are so screwed up <laughs> like or uh, that's that's unfair to say that just need help yeah and, you know not necessarily screwed up but need help I, I well i just don't think you should what if yourself to death like i mean i know, I, I, I know it, it it's hard not just says the same thing but, but i mean you know, it, yeah. i know yeah. I, yeah yeah and i can't i can tell you that it's easy right. for me to say um you know and i lord knows i've done it to myself several times so uh but yeah i mean it and it's, it's funny because I give that same advice to other Jess people. when she's starting to have anxiety about things. I'm like, it is what it is. You can't, you can't do it. change it now. You, figure you, it out. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, right. But now yeah. that the, you know, yeah. Like I said, easier said than done. It truly is. Right. It truly is. And the yeah. And um, but I especially stuff you can't change. Like, yeah. well, well, what? Well, maybe I shouldn't have got married. Well, you you are married. Right. And so you love her, right. and you know she's you know she's here. Yeah. So and she's here to stay. And part as far of that, as we know, so. and, you know, it's a part of it is all because, again, I'm the um I'm, I'm the type of person that doesn't like to put things on other people that are yeah. my own. Yeah. Right. And so just my wife is going to have to make some significant life changes, especially once dialysis starts. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, to, I, I, it's not like this was a secret. Like we talked about this when we were dating, but now that it's real, I'm like, well, you know, does she really want to do, you know, is she up for this? You know? So I'm like, you know, but those, again, it's, it's not her that's ever hinted that she's not. Cause yeah. she, she has always it's been just supportive. Your brain, your it's brain. my brain. Yeah. It's just like spinning. Um, so that's something we're working. So that's something that the social worker also, you know, helps you with. So she gave me names, but again, the names are struggling. Yeah. They're struggling to keep up with what they have. After the social worker, you meet with an infectious disease physician. Um, again, because that's, you know, she's the one that's going to be handling your medication plan for, and that was really interesting, uh, working with her because, um, we basically, she's like, well, tell me about your history. And I started telling her about my kidney history. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, I know all that. She's like, tell me about your life. And I'm like, uh, okay. I like long walks on the beach. She's like, no, like, tell me about your life. Like, where have you been? What have you done? What do you like to do? This is the infectious yeah. disease. Where, where do you, you know, where, oh. t- where have you been? And so we went through it, you know, and I told her all about, you know, that I was, lived in California for a short amount of time. I, I was in Africa for a month and a half, you know, back in 2000, you know, I lived in Florida for many years. And so, you know, when we talked about all those things and she's like, all right, so this is what we need to do because you lived in uh, California from this time to this time. uh, These types of diseases and parasites along the ocean were prevalent. So we're going to get you tested for those. And like, so she went through, so I did another whole series of lab work and she tested me. She's like, because parasites can sit dormant in your body for years and years and years and not do anything. And you might not ever know you have them, but the minute we remove your immune system, yeah, they're like, Hey, what's going on? Party time. And we just need to know because that way we can deal with it. Yeah. And, uh, 
So very interesting, but I I don't have I didn't have anything that she tested for. Oh wow, interesting. Eventually. But yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would never have thought of yeah. that. Yeah. And then the last person you meet with is the, the surgeon that's actually going to do um, the procedure. And that was another interesting conversation because when you get a kidney transplant, I guess my perception of that was they would take the old ones out, and even though I'm not getting two, I'm getting one. They would just put it in hook it up that's not the case they leave your old kidneys in your body and they put the new one right in your stomach on your on your pant line and they hook it up there what yep yep why that's where it goes he said it's the least invasive he said your your donor if you have a living donor actually has more of an invasive surgery than you're gonna have well yeah because they have to go in and take it out yeah Yep. Crazy town. So yeah. it sits in your stomach. Yep. Stomach cavity. Interesting. Yeah. And so you have to go uh, with with the surgeon, you go through your donors. And this is a whole nother world. And I know we haven't even talked about dialysis yet, but we'll get there. Um, the world of donors is uh, obviously living or deceased yeah. donors. Yeah. Uh, and so we talk more, you know, obviously a living donor is um, preferred yeah. because the, it's a more viable organ. Uh, there's a lot of... Oh, um, yeah, and plus they can just, like, pull it out and put it in. Right. Yeah. There, there's a lot of uh, personal mental blocks that I'm having with a living donor because let alone, I don't like to ask someone for $5, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I know, you already, from, you already denied a, my kidney, but <laughs> I guess, I mean, we party together yeah, a lot, yeah. so... <laughs> So there you know are, where my kidneys have been. There are certain, um, I don't, it's not levels or stages, but there are certain kinds of uh, um, deceased donors you can get. And the, the first one that you're automatically signed up for is the perfect kidney. So this is someone that was very healthy. Uh, they had no diseases um, and they just passed away either traumatically or naturally. Yeah. Um, so you're automatically signed up for that. The second uh, donor that you can sign up for or list, I guess you could say, um, is is an, an elderly or an older kidney. So that's someone 55 to a certain range. Yeah. Uh, the surgeon did not recommend that for me because of my age. He said, you're going to want to get some lifetime out of a kidney, so you're not going to want to get an older one um, because it, the lifespan of it's not yeah. very long. You'll be back in there trying to get another one. Right. And then this next one... <laughs> It's not very politically correct, and I, I wish the medical community could find a better, <laughs> better terminology for this. Yeah. But they have it's called an undesirable. Okay. And this would be your kidney or my kidney if we were donors. All right. So these are people that have drank alcohol. Yeah. These are people that have done drugs. Okay. These are people that have engaged in homosexual behaviors. Oh, I'm out. I'm out there. Yeah. <laughs> but. They're called, they call it undesirable. And I'm like, well, what's the risk? And he said, well, the risk is hep C, but the kidneys are all tested usually twice before. So if, if we, if we have one of these and we test it and it has a disease, we don't use it obviously, Yeah. but there's always a chance, you know, we have to tell you just like when you go and do a stress test, they tell you, you might die. You know, so they have to tell you everything, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so, um, so I also signed up for the undesirables, 
you know. So I didn't care. Yeah, who cares? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, it's so funny that the medical community like can't catch up with stuff like right. Like, like right. it's so ridiculous. So uh, your your name on the list it doesn't it's not just like a a, a standard rotational list. It, so there's a lot of factors that go into um, where and and how you're placed on the list. So, um, you know, with me. Uh, putting my name on for one of the undesirables, uh, you know, those might come up more often than, than the pristine. So the, the time, the time frame there, like a, for a pristine kidney, they're telling me right now, seven years mm -hmm. minimum wait time. Yeah. The undesirable, she, he, they said it could be five years, but they also said it could be next week. You never know Yeah. because it's, it says a lot of different factors. Like your age is a factor. Your kidney function is a factor. And, um, uh, your there's some, there's some uh, blood test that they do as well. So well, yes, yeah, because you have to match that their, determines like where. Their... Well, no, on the list that would determine oh, where you go. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, for so for donors, the very first thing they 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 check out is your blood type. So you have a matching blood yeah, type, yeah, yeah. and then from there, the donor would have to go through a whole battery of tests, and it's almost like, from what they they described it as, like we're looking to the crystal ball of your potential donor, and if we think anything looks out of place or looks like they're at risk of anything in the future, we don't, we don't accept them. And I'm like, well, isn't that predicting someone's future? They're like, well, it's not, it's just, you not know, 100%, it's not a hundred percent, but we, you know, you know, we can tell by the, the blood work that they go through in the test and we can look at, you know, and kind of see if so I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to put anyone through that. So I'll just wait. <laughs> Uh, so I did I uh, just last month, which was uh, odd because March was National Kidney Month, and yeah. uh, that was the same month that I finally got put active on the list. I had been finally inactive on the list because uh, my kidney function was above twenty. Yeah, I was twenty one. They wouldn't put me, and I didn't have a COVID shot. This this infuriated me. So I'm not going to lie to you. This, this infuriated is the other, me. This was the other uh, part that I struggled with for the longest time, and I and and they were like, well, you can you can look at other lists and try to get onto the lists in other states. Um, but he's, they said right now it's fairly common that you just have this. And so I did look at Mass General. It's just stupid. It thing, so it's just stupid. Yeah. Like it's completely unnecessary. The 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 idea that you need a shot for yeah and that. Honestly, uh, so God, this is just so bad. one of the one. So when I, as part of the evaluation process, you have to do blood work, and uh, when I tell you blood work, it was twenty vials. Oh my god! I sat there through. Oh my god! I'm like, am I gonna have enough to get home? And I said that to the lab tech. <laughs> she just laughed. She's like, she's, you should, she's like, you should be all right. You'll be fine. We'll give you a cookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was legit twenty vials uh, of blood that they took. Uh, and those results are fascinating because they basically, the, they could tell by those results every immunization I've ever gotten as a kid. They're like, you, you're showing the antibodies for that, so we know you got that vaccine. Yeah. That. So, which is crazy because, you know, a lot of those, those we take as a baby yeah, or a kid. 35, kid. yeah, 40 right. years ago. Right. Yeah. So that's that was their that was their rationale with the COVID vaccine is it's just one more thing that we're trying to, uh, you know, when we take your immune system away, I'm like, well, yeah, 
Well, I didn't. Well, if you the, take the immune system away, then that, that those I, antibodies I, don't I, exist. I didn't get the flu shot this year too, and they're like, yeah. "Well, you probably should." I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna," because <laughs> you're not requiring it. Oh my god! It. So anyway, I got it. Whatever. Yeah. I got it, and I'm active on the list, and um, I don't know. Yeah. So, well, forget about that. So now dialysis. So that's probably my next step. All right. Well, we're already an hour in, okay. so let's do a part two. All right. And we, yeah, can, we can go. Talk about yeah, we'll go into it on that because that's yeah, that's a lot. Yep. Because we've discussed that already, and mm-hmm. that and that took a while. Yep. So, all right. So if you want to uh, be Jim's kidney donor, dial. No, I'm just kidding. It's one nine hundred. Suck it up. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. All right, Jim. Well, thanks for coming over and sharing. Yep. And. Uh, if you need to talk to someone, I'll see if I can find someone for you. I mean, I'm not really available. Okay. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, I mean. I'll just take your name out of my phone right now. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. And no. thanks for listening, John. Yeah. <laughs> you shut it off after like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 This, this guy yeah. sucks. Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, folks, you know how to get a hold of me, Brendan, at dadsww.com. And, of course, this guy over here. It still works. It does it? Yeah, it does. We have to reinstall yeah, it on Jim at dadsww.com. Or hate mail's going to hit us both. So hate yeah. mail at dadsww.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, send some kidney hate yep. uh, to Jim. And uh, and we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be able to uh, uh, read that on air uh, when we get that. So... All right, folks. Uh, and, yeah, d- don't forget to jump on the socials. Hit us up. Give us some love. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. We're on Minds and Gab, too, but I, I don't think I've opened those in, like, forever. Are you, are you so. still on Tinder and Bumble and, and Grinder? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, would, I heard your Grinder account was the best one. I don't even know what Grinder is. That's for homosexual men. Oh, yeah. oh. well, then, yeah, of course mm-hmm. I'm on Grinder. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. Call me for a good time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.